ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي رسول الله صلى الله عليه واله وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار Allah is worthy of all praise and all praise belongs to Allah. I praise him, I seek his help and I seek his forgiveness. I bear witness there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah and I bear witness that Muhammad is his last and final messenger. The best of speech is Allah's speech. and the best of guidance is the guidance of prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam and the worst of affairs are the add on to their religion for every add on to their religion is a heresy and every heresy is misguidance and every misguidance is in the hell fire A man is sitting before his computer monitor and all of a sudden a vulgar pop-up appears on his monitor. He sees it, he knows the implication of viewing it, he hesitates whether to view it or not. After seconds of contemplation, he opens the message and views its contents. A man decides to memorize parts of the Quran. He carries out his resolution for a number of days. But then he feels weakness in his resolve to continue his effort. He quits. A man is afflicted with a calamity. He develops depression, despair, resentment to Allah's decree. If you think about those three examples that I have just mentioned to you, you may not feel there is any correlation between them, but actually there is. The common denominator is the lack of patience. Lack of patience renders us to failure. Because patience is what every believer needs to carry on the good things that he does. and every believer needs patience to stop from doing sinful practices and every person needs patience in order to endure calamities and difficulties patience is like the fuel we need in our bodies to operate our love to allah put us on the straight path but we need patience to operate and move on the straight path So what is patience? Inshallah today and in future khutbahs we will be talking about patience in this new series of khutbah. 
Linguistically, patience is in Arabic sabr. The meaning of patience in Arabic is sabr. Sabr linguistically means restricting, collecting and piling and strength. So the definition of sabr is the quality that restricts a person from doing wrong practices and strengthen his abilities to accomplish various duties and tasks. This is the definition of sabr, patience. Patience is to bear pain or trials calmly without complaints. Patience is to manifest forbearance under provocation and strain. Patience is not to be hasty or impetuous. Patience is to stand fast despite of oppositions. And patience is the difference between success and failure. Unbelievers attain worldly success due to the patience they exert and believers lose due to the lack of patience. For this reason, Allah's Messenger وسلم, points out for us the importance of patience as he says, وَمَا أُعْطِيَ أَحَدٌ مِنْ عَطَاءٍ خَيْرٌ وَأَوْسَعُ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ no one is given a grant that is better and more spacious than patience. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Salamun alaykum bima sabartum, dar. Peace may be upon you for what you patiently endured, and an excellent is the final home. Actually, this will be the greeting of the angels as believers enter Jannah. And also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Insan 76-12, وَجَزَاهُمْ بِمَا صَبَرُوا جَنَّةً وَحَرِيرًا And he rewarded them garden and silk because the patient they exerted. So what is patience? Patience is two types, voluntarily patience and involuntarily patience. The involuntarily patience is the patience that a person exerts when he finds himself in a situation without any choice of his own. So he knows he has nothing to do except to be patient or to resent the situation, so he takes his option and he picks to be patient. That is involuntarily patience. If you get sick, you feel the pain. You're either going to feel the pain and be patient, or you're going to feel the pain and be impatient. But either way, you're going to feel the pain. So you decide to be patient. That is involuntarily patience. But also there's a voluntarily patience when a person voluntarily puts himself into situation that requires patience. Whether it's a hard work or a difficult task, he can back away from it, but he chooses to stay with that task and endure the patience needed for him to finish his task. Voluntarily patience is more rewarding than involuntarily patience. Having said that, brothers and sisters, when we are discussing patience, we need to know there are three aspects to this discussion. Patience with Allah, patience in Allah, and patience for the sake of Allah. Today, insha'Allah ta'ala, we talk about patience with Allah. To be patient with somebody 
is to put up with all the modes that this person puts you through. If you wake up in the morning and you decide to be patient with your cousin or with your brother or with your uncle or with your wife or with your children, whatever they tell you to do, you will say, I will respond positively and do it. You may be patient with them until noon and then quit. Say, I cannot be patient with you anymore, man. I'm going my way. Or you might be patient till Asr and then quit. And if you are very patient, you might make it till Maghrib and then quit. Patience with something is to put up with all the things that a person puts you through. That is the concept of being patient with something. Patience with Allah is for a person to exert the quality of patience as Allah moves you from one place to another and one command to another and one trial to another. But you cannot call it quit with Allah and say, I cannot be patient with you anymore. You have to be patient with Allah from the time you come obliged until the time you die. Patience is the act of worship that fuels all other acts of worship. It's the fuel that you need to carry out all other acts of worship. To be patient with Allah, you have to be patient in three areas. Patience to obey, patience to practice not sinful practices, and patience in dealing with difficulties and trials. We discuss patience to obey. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Maryam, اعبده واستبر لعبادته هل تعلم له سميا Worship him and be patient to worship him. Do you know a match to him? Rhetorical question. Do you know a match to him? The answer, of course not. There is no match to Allah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, worship him and be patient to worship him. That is the patience we need to worship Allah. We need to be patient to pray, we need to have patience to fast, we need to have patience to make hajj, we need to have patience to enjoin in God, we need to have patience to eradicate evil, we need to have patience to call to Allah. Patience is the common denominator of all those acts of worship. Patience to obey Allah. This patience, brothers and sisters, is realized by three elements. Element number one, maintain performance of acts of worship regularly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ هُمْ عَلَى صَلَاتِهِمْ دَائِمُونَ Those who do their salah continually. Allah is praising them. That means when we involve ourselves in an act of worship, we cannot do it when we feel like it and quit when we feel like it. A person cannot say, I'm going to pray today, Fajr, but tomorrow I'm going to skip. A person cannot say today I'm not going to do the five daily prayers because I am busy, but when I come home in the evening I'm going to pray all of them back to back. That is not patience in obeying Allah. Patience in obeying Allah to do the acts of worship that Allah mandates upon you to do day in and day out in their appropriate timing. Patience to worship Allah to maintain the performance of acts of worship regularly.
The other element of this patience is to monitor the sincerity in the acts of worship. Sincerity is very elusive. We might be sincere in the beginning of the statement and lose our sincerity as we are finishing the statement. We might enter into an act of worship with full sincerity, but in the middle of the act of worship, our sincerity stops. A person or a group of people might enter into doing a project with sincerity, but because they did not monitor their sincerity, they lose the sincerity and their project crumbles. So one of the aspects of worshipping Allah is to monitor the sincerity in the acts of worship. And remember, sincerity is very elusive. So I encourage myself, loved ones, and I encourage you to monitor the sincerity of your acts of worship. Not on a monthly basis, not on a weekly basis, not on a daily basis, but on a case-by-case basis. Every time you do an act of worship, before you do it, check your sincerity. To make sure that your sincerity is in place, keep a very watchful eye over your sincerity because it is very elusive. The other element or the third element of our patience to obey Allah is to enhance performance of acts of worship. It is our responsibility to enhance our performance of the acts of worship that we do. I would like to give you an example. Most of us learned how to pray when they were 10, 12, 13, 14 years old. Isn't that true? And now maybe you are 40, 50, 60 years old and you still pray the way you prayed when you were 12, 13, and 14 years old. And maybe at that time you did not learn everything there is to praying. Your teacher gave you a very simplified version of, on how you pray. But we keep that and we do not enhance our acts of worship. That is a fault that we do and we need to overcome this fault. If you go to Sahih al-Bukhari and to Sahih Muslim and read all the hadith that are listed there on how the Prophet performed his prayers, I am sure you're going to find something that you did not know about. You know there are many things that you can say in your ruku' not only Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, the Prophet said different statements of dhikr. Likewise, the Prophet ﷺ said different statements of dhikr and sujood. Likewise, the Prophet ﷺ said different statement of the opening dua in the salah. When we learn all of those things, we break the boredom from our prayers. It's not like a recorder going off every time we say Allahu Akbar, but we are careful of what we are saying. So enhancing the acts of worship is one of the things we need to do to exert patience in worshipping Allah. Patience to worship Allah is realized by doing those three elements. Element number one is maintain the acts of worship regularly. Element number two, monitor the sincerity. Element number three, enhance performance of acts of worship. Somebody might ask, is there any aids for practicing patience? 
of course there are aids to practicing patience. Aid number one to be patient in obeying Allah is to comprehend the goodness associated with worshiping Allah. To reflect and think on all the good things you bring to your lives when you worship Allah correctly that boosts up your level of patience. Another thing you can do to boost up your level of patience is to think about protecting the bounties that Allah has bestowed upon you. As you worship Allah, you are showing your gratitude to Allah. When you show your gratitude to Allah, Allah gives you more bounties and secure the bounties that He has already given you. That boosts up your patience level. Another booster to your patience level is to think about you will be victorious. You gain a sense of victory when you worship Allah correctly because the shaitan does not want you to worship Allah but once you worship Allah you defeat the devil and you are victorious. So be a victor, do not be a victim. The other patience we need to practice is patience to practice not sinful practices. We realize this patience with two elements. Element number one, stay away from all sinful practices. You know there are many sinful practices available on the market. We need to stay away from them all. And what I mean by staying away from them, I mean do not even flirt with temptations. Some people try to come as close as possible to that which is haram and say, well, I'm not going to fall in it. I'm going to come as close as possible, but once I feel danger, I'm going to retreat. And many people have used this approach, but when the time of retreat came, they found themselves in very hot water. They were not able to retreat. Brothers and sisters, temptations you have to run away from, not to flirt with. Do not come close to temptation and think you're going to retreat in the proper timing. Because temptations have to be escaped, not confronted. Another aspect to realize patience by staying away from sinful practices is to understand the sources of sinful practices. Where those sinful practices come from? Where do they originate from? How come a person does a sinful practice? Sinful practices are originated from three sources. From the love source, the anger source, and the desire source. As human beings, we have the ability to love. And when we love correctly, the love of Allah dominates our hearts and sorts out all other loves in proper order. But when the force of love is directed to loving materialistic things and they take over the love of Allah, then the heart will be chaotic. That will make a person fall into many sinful practices. People, for example, love money. Allah told us in the Quran that human beings love wealth. Allah does not want us to take that love away from our hearts, but Allah wants us to make sure that the love of Allah is the love that is sitting in the driver's seat. But when the love of money is sitting in the driver's seat, the door of many sinful practices will be wide open. The second source that originates many sins is the force of anger. 
as you all know, human beings are created with the ability to get angry. People get angry, people get mad. A man came to the Prophet وسلم, and he told him, give me an advice, advise me. The Prophet وسلم, told him, لا تغضب, do not get mad. But we all know, we cannot control this emotion from coming to us. So the advice of the Prophet means, do not let anger control you. Do not allow anger to control you. You control yourself when you are angry. When the anger controls us, that opens the door of many sinful practices. A person might lie out of anger. He might strike another person out of anger. He might destroy properties out of anger. He might divorce his wife out of anger. So anger opens the door for many sinful practices. Our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The strong amongst you is not the one who wrestles others to the ground. But the strong amongst you are the one who controls himself at the time of anger. If you control yourself at the time of anger, you can direct yourself to the right behavior. But if the anger controls you, then the shaitan will lead you into committing many sinful practices. The third source for sinful practices is the force of desire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala installed in a human being's desires. Allah does not want us to remove those desires from us, but Allah wants us to utilize the permissible ways according to moderation to satiate our desires and stay away from haram ways. When the force of desire controls an individual and overcomes his patience and sensibility, then the door of sinful practices are wide open. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grouped those three things together in one ayah. As Allah azza wa jal said, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَدْعُونَ مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَٰهًا آخر. وَلَا يَقْتُلُونَ النَّفْسَ الَّتِي حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بِالْحَقِّ وَلَا يَزْنُونَ وَمَنْ يَفْعَلْ ذَلِكَ يَلْقَ أَثَامًا Translation And those who do not invoke with Allah another deity and do not kill the soul which Allah prohibited unjustly and those who do not fornicate and whoever does so he will meet a punishment. When we look at those three sins that Allah mentioned, we notice the first one represents the maximum response to the force of love. When the force of love is in the wrong channel, the maximum sin a person can do is to call other deities with Allah. The second one represents the maximum response to the force of anger. When a person is very angry, he may kill another person unjustly. And the third one represents the maximum response to the force of desire, and that is fornication. Sinful practices, brothers and sisters, are appealing. Somebody might gain something out of sinful practices, or somebody might experience joy out of sinful practices, but this gain will be followed by greater loss, 
and this joy will be followed by sadness, punishment, and regret. So which one is easier? To be patient and withhold ourselves for five minutes, ten minutes, five hours, ten hours, five days, ten days, weeks, and months, and years, or to be impatient and then have to put up with the punishment of the sinful practices and their retributions. No doubt, patience is easier. No doubt, every sensible person says, it's easier to withhold myself from doing the sinful practice than to do the sinful practice and have to go through it is retribution. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to the people of hell, listen to what Allah says to them, experience it, be patient or impatient, it's the same. Because at that time, patience will not produce any benefits. What does Allah say to the people of hellfire? Experience it. Be patient or impatient, it's the same. Patience at that time will not bring to us any goodness, but patience in this life will bring to us goodness. When a person is patient for five minutes, or five hours, or five days, or five years, or a lifetime, that patience is much easier than going through the sinful practices, and it is retribution. But you know the trick of the shaitan. Always he comes to us and tells us, do the sin, and you're going to escape its retribution. Isn't that how he operates? He never tells us you're going to do the sin and you're going to get its retribution. Always the shaitan tries to convince us. You do the sin and I'm going to get you out. You're going to escape its retribution. But when the retribution comes, he will say, see you, I don't know you, I fear my Lord. So do not be fooled by the programs of the shaitan. One moment of patience may ward off a great disaster. One moment of impatience may ruin the whole life. Is there any aid for this type of patience? Yes, there is. Think about the threats of Allah and the consequences of impatience. Think about them. Read them in the Quran. Write them, try to review them, to be vivid in your heart. Remember this message. I fear the torment of a great day if my Lord I disobey. That is a Quran. I fear the torment of a great day if my Lord I disobey. A second aid to patience is to be bashful from Allah. One of the honorable qualities that keeps a person away from vile and despicable practices is bashfulness. You do not want to be embarrassed in a situation where Allah sees you doing something haram. That increases your level of patience. The third aid to patience is to know that sinful practices are the termites of Iman. You build your Iman with obedience and sinful practices are the termites that eat Iman away. Can you imagine if you build a nice house, you invest money, you invest time, you invest effort into building a house, and then you bring some termites into your own house and watch the termites eat your house? Until all the core of the house is eating, and when the wind blows, 
the house collapses and we live in a windy city. So watch out. Do not allow sinful practices to eat your Iman. Because sinfulness are the termites of Iman.